Welcome to Lawyers Who Care, the video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond for their clients. And on each episode, we will meet a new lawyer and they will share stories of when they went above and beyond on behalf of their client. My name is Andrew Samelin. I'm the principal of Samelin Wealth, a nationally recognized wealth management firm for lawyers, law firms, and their clients. And let's applaud lawyers who care and learn from them. Today, my guest is Connie Rathbone. Uh, she is an attorney with Dunn Carney LLP. She focuses on real estate and real estate securities in Portland, Oregon. Welcome, Connie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good. Connie, so tell us a little bit about your firm. How did you come to the law? Well, a um, hundred years ago, almost, when I uh, graduated from undergrad, I really always wanted to be a lawyer, but I wasn't ready for another three years of school. So I worked in various businesses, primarily ones that my dad was involved with for uh, seven years. And I kept having that nagging feeling that I that I wanted to go to law school. So I talked to my husband, real estate broker, one day and said, you know, I want to go to law school. I think I can do the uh, the commuting thing because we lived in Ontario, Oregon at the time. And he said, nope, let's go. And so he and I went to graduate school together. He became a chiropractor and I became a lawyer. And it's been, you know, it's been great ever since. Well, for uh, graduating 100 years ago, um, <laughs> you, you really you, you stay in you stay in great shape. Thank you. <laughs> so, tell us how'd you come to the specialty, and what was uh, what was the business that your father was in that had you, uh, you know, maybe either gravitate toward, or maybe it was something yeah. that you had a, a drive towards. It's it, it's interesting because when I entered law school, I thought I wanted to be a plaintiff's personal injury lawyer. Um, as I learned more about that, it could not have been further from my personality or skills. And so I turned back to business, which was um, what I had always done with my dad and real estate. Um, when I worked with him, I helped with financial packaging for real estate developments and that sort of thing. And so it was a natural connection for me to do business work and real estate work when I got out of law school, you know, that whole plaintiff's personal injury thing was was really seductive. That was back in the day of L.A. law on television. And it seemed great, but it's it's controversy. And it's it's about from my perspective, litigation is about how uh, the lawyers play the game as opposed to necessarily what's right and wrong. And I had to create a world in my practice of law of what I call happy law, which is putting things together, doing deals, making making transactions where at the end, people go off and have a celebration dinner together instead of going to their corners and licking their wounds. Mm -hmm. So I've been very successful at creating a practice of happy law where I do good things for good people. And it's great. I don't think I would have lasted nearly as long as I have if uh, if I hadn't been able to kind of direct my practice in that in that way. Got it. And so uh, prior uh, to the start of this uh, video show podcast, we had chatted about two different stories and there was one that you really wanted to focus on. Can you share that um, with us today? Sure, sure. In uh, this day and age, um, when you look at the world out there and the population and the population shifts, of people moving from state to state, 
um, there is really an exodus from metropolitan areas. People are wanting to get out of the metropolitan areas and have more space. As a result of the uh, shutdowns, people have learned that they can work anywhere. And I have represented a client for about 20 years, and he owns, his family owns 1,200 acres in Burns, Oregon. Now, if you don't know where Burns is, you probably know Bend, Oregon, which is Central Oregon. It's a really big recreation area, and Boise, Idaho. And so Burns is basically a gas stop halfway between uh, Bend and Boise. And the city of Burns died about 35 years ago when the, when the lumber mill closed. And so I've continued talking to this client for about 10 years about this parcel. And they got a new city manager and the city manager was telling them that he get, was getting one company a week that was calling and trying to relocate there. The problem was Burns had no housing and nothing to do. And so we decided we were gonna take this 1200 acres and solve for those two problems, no housing and nothing to do. And so we are in the process of a very long-term project. It will be a career-ending project for me, not because it will end my career, but, but I will be done before it's done. Mm -hmm. But we are creating a city within a city um, in Burns to help attract businesses there, create jobs. And we have pulled together a package of incentives that are substantial for rural areas now. Um, everyone is familiar with the various incentives that came out with COVID. There are still things that are being designed uh, for fire suppression, for green energy, for telecommunications. And so we are building all of those into our development for Burns to make it a destination rather than a gas stop. And so we will have workforce housing, clear up to five acre ranchettes of, of very fancy housing. We will have um, multifamily apartments, industrial, so that we can build jobs. Uh, there will be a large commercial area that surrounds a natural spring that comes up and with some water retention areas, we can turn that spring into ponds for aesthetics and recreation. There is um, part of the land is in the city and part is in the county. So both the city and the county will benefit from tax revenue from our development. We will be creating recreational areas, uh, including an amphitheater and maybe some ball fields and things like that. When we first started talking about it, I liked to describe it as a blue collar guest ranch resort because there are a lot of destination uh, guest ranch resorts with very expensive housing and very expensive golf courses and then some other amenities. And so we're taking that concept but modifying it to be consistent with the history of Burns, which is ranching and hunting and mills. We have 
the Paiute Indian tribe is right next door. So we're honoring those aspects of Burns while developing things that will attract people. So our guest ranch resort will have tiny homes periodically for people to rent around the areas. It will have hiking and ATV trails, archery, swimming, camping, and all of those kinds of things that people can take advantage of that play themselves in and around the housing developments. So, um, you know, another amenity that so many people will want is that a lot of the homeowners there have toys. They have expensive toys. They have motorhomes. They have ATVs. They have motorcycles. They have dirt bikes. They have snowmobiles and those sorts of things. And so, one of the amenities is to have an area with large garages. And so you can just imagine what that would be like in the evenings with a bunch of people that have come there to work on their vehicles or their recreational, um, their recreational uh, toys and bonding in that context. And then the same thing is building a community surrounding the water features, there will be restaurants and retail and office around the big water features. So it, in addition to providing some of those essential housing elements, and in addition to bringing jobs and green jobs, um, the community areas where people will gather and get together will be a really important element. Um, we are very cognizant of the green energy um, elements. We have a lot of property that's appropriate for a solar farm. Mm -hmm. uh, we have along one side of the property, we have the largest dark fiber optics cable of anywhere in the United States. And when I say dark, I mean, it's not being used right now. Mm -hmm. And then we're also thinking we're working with a company and are potentially going to be building 3D concrete housing, which is really coming into being. We have been talk, talking with some developers and they're not quite online yet, but bamboo housing mm -hmm. materials, which are practically fireproof mm -hmm. and are very future and energy efficient. By the way, just so everyone knows, today my guest is Connie Rathbone. Uh, she's an attorney with Dunn Carney in um, uh, Portland, Oregon. She focuses on real estate and real estate securities. Uh, Connie, just so that people can get in touch with you, can you share your phone number twice? Yes. Um, I am. Uh, I live in Idaho, and my firm is in Oregon, so I work based on my cell phone, which is 503-704-2795. And Again, it's 503-704-2795. And you want to provide an email address or a uh, social media telemetry? What would you like? Yes, C. Rathbone, R-A-T-H-B-O-N-E, at Dunn, D-U-N-N, Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. And let me add just a couple of other points about our development. I talked about um, being able to get a lot of incentives attracted and our entire property is in an opportunity zone. And I am known as one of the top 25 lawyers in the country for opportunity zone work. 
So the investments in this for people are going to be very, very attractive. Mm -hmm. By the way, that uh, that opportunity zone discussion is one we should pick up on another um, education video in, in the future. So that might be very, very valuable. Connie, it's been a, a pleasure having you today. Everyone, this has been the Lawyers Who Care video show podcast where we highlight attorneys who go above and beyond. Connie is a perfect example of that from her ability to put disparate pieces together into a cohesive uh, plan uh, uh, for real property and and real life, ultimately. So, Connie, I'd like to thank you today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today, and we look forward to you on the next episode. Connie, thank you again. Thank you, Andrew.